Hello, I am Amber. I'm Chelsea. And welcome to Politics But Make It Fashion. Come chat with us. Trigger warning, this episode contains discussions of sexual assault and rape. Girl. Hey, girl. Happy motherfucking Monday. Happy Monday, everybody. We apologize for the little rain delay that we had from Sunday, but your girl was not feeling her best. (laughs) No, I make no apologies. Sometimes you just need a day. And I feel like our listeners know that. Yeah. So, how was your 4th of July? Girl, it was so good, I can't even stand it. <laughs> oh, I'm good. I'm, I'm, I'm good. I'm happy. <laughs> Girl, I know you're good because I'm good. See? Girl, how yes. was yours? I did nothing, so it was great. Girl, that's the best. <laughs> I love that. I didn't leave my house. Um, I don't like fireworks at all. Uh, I have PTSD and it, and, and I'm not going to speak for everyone with PTSD cause it's, cause I can't do that. But for me personally, I don't like it. It's loud. It freaks me out. Um, so I prefer to just not be around it. I mean, I respect that. Yeah. It's good to know yourself and your boundaries. We love a boundary. <laughs> <laughs> like, Wait, did you see the thing with Jonah Hill and the boundaries online? No, but I saw the thing on Jonah Hill's ex-wife in People magazine say or ex-girlfriend saying that he was mentally and emotionally abusive. Yeah. She had taken a year of healing. <laughs> yeah, because so he was telling her, like, girl, it was crazy. Cause he was sending her like these text messages and stuff and saying, like, um, these are my boundaries and blah blah blah. And so it turned into like this whole thing, and people are saying he's a manipulator and an abuser and stuff. But like I kind of actually feel like I have a little bit unpopular opinion about that. Oh, you know what time it is? Okay, so I actually like so I do think that he was wrong on a lot of things that he said because he dated a surfer. He she was a surfer when she met him. That was her profession. He liked her Instagram post of her in her bikinis and her bathing suits. Like that's what drew him in. And then fast forward to their dating and he's like, I don't want you in a bathing suit. Like, I don't want you posting online in a bathing suit. Like, this is a boundary that I have, blah, blah, blah. Wait, he told his surfer girlfriend. Yes. Yes. Okay. Okay. Yep. Just making sure I'm talking with you. Okay. So Mm -hmm. for me on that part, nah, he dead wrong. You can't meet a baddie. That's her job. How are you going to then date her or blah, blah, blah. But I don't know, but some of the other stuff people are adding in, I'm just kind of like, you know what, people are going to have boundaries that I don't agree with and that I don't like, and that's okay. And I think that's kind of where I feel like the the conversation is missing, is like everyone's boundaries aren't going to be what you agree with, and that's fine. That doesn't mean that they're a a manipulator or a gaslighter or whatever, like, right? you know, know, there has to be like this balance. You're right. I think that you're absolutely right. There does have to be a balance. And like sometimes people are going to be able to say, oh, yeah, that's a clear, concise, good, healthy boundary. And then, yeah, sometimes what's a boundary for you, i.e. fireworks, other people are going to be like, oh, well, Amber's manipulating the situation because she didn't feel like going. Right. Mm, No, (laughs) Amber has PTSD and can get overstimulated and not in a healthy place um, mentally when there's loud fireworks and a lot of people. But so like, I totally understand what you're saying. And I think that that is something that like, girl, 
isn't that ultimately what our life is, is trying to strike balance in the midst of the chaos? Right. And the thing is, I, I dated a guy who was like that, who, and it took me a while to figure out, but I was like, when you started dating me, I was this like wild person. I was are you going gonna out. Me, are you going to text me his name or should I just I, like. I will text you his name. Thank um, you. <laughs> this wild child, you know, and I was in the Navy. I was single, didn't have any responsibility and stuff. So you meet me like that. And oh, then girl, once we know. start dating, then it's like, oh, I don't like that you go out. I don't like that you wear heels. You met me in heels. Now I'm not allowed to wear heels because I'm taller than you in heels or like. And he would be like, um, look, I'd be getting ready. And be like, who are you getting cute for? Though myself. myself yes. Can I not go? I don't want to go out looking homeless. Girl, you saw that video of me trying to move my air, air conditioner. I looked like Frederick Douglass. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm supposed to go outside looking like that? No. And it was just this whole thing. And I was like, I don't understand how you're trying to change me now into something else when, like, you met me the way that I was. So that's a real thing, too. And I feel like that's a lot of what Jonah Hill was doing. But I don't know. Like, all the think pieces and stuff and everything. I'm just kind of like, guys, people are going to have boundaries that you're not going to like and don't agree with. And there is a difference between, like, a boundary and a preference. But I just thought people were doing a lot. (laughs) Well, yeah. But, like, and here's the thing. I feel like that might be some of the stuff that she shared. But there might be other things that he was doing that she didn't share that was more, like, you know, abusive and like i mean here's the one thing i can see like on the other hand like um what's it called i almost said devil wears prada devil's advocate like he might be like well this is a boundary because girl that's how he slid into her dms it's why he slid into her dms so he's probably <laughs> like i don't want some other guy like looking at you in that way because like i want to look at you in that way i did look at you in that way but right at the same time yeah like how does that work as how does it whole circle? right how do you how do you yeah how do you do that or whatever and i mean especially like growing up in a church i mean the way you dress is a big thing and there's definitely people who are going to be like i i don't want somebody who dresses like this whether i agree with them or not or think whatever about it you know that's how some people are going to feel about stuff period and, yeah and i wouldn't date somebody like that so (laughs) but i feel okay so you know what i feel like correct and i feel like i have to share something that actually happened on fourth of july like vacation with you that i know you're gonna crack up at because you've known me the vast majority of my life and anyone who's known me for even like i made a mom friend at maddie's school in like the spring and she even knows this about me okay so like you said like nothing's changed from when we like knew each other to when we started dating to now 14 years later but my husband okay my baby's father had the audacity (laughs) okay there was a day now now okay i have to give you a backstory so when we are like down the shore or doing something he is like he can't sit still he's he's a worker so like what will typically happen is he will drop me and my daughter off and we'll go like, I'll, I'll sit with her while she swims. I'll swim with her. I'm like, we got all the little kids there. Like it's always, yeah. you know what I mean? Whatever. And then he'll kind of go back and fix this or do this or hang that or whatever. I don't care. That's fine. Every now and then I'll be like, are you going to like hang out with us? Are you like, and like typically like he'll hang out for a little bit and then he'll like go to his thing. No problem. No problem. Okay. Well, there was one day where we went out and girl, it's friggin hot like and I had like for girl you know we never take days off we took days off and for like four days in a row 
I was sitting out with my daughter. I was getting in the pool. Even though, girl, I don't want to be in the pool for four hours, but there right. I was. Like, whatever. Yep. Well, there was one day where I had, like, had to catch up on work. And, girl, you know. I was, like, buried. So, I'm like, okay, let me, like, start. Like, whatever. And then I was like, well, I'm going to go over here in the air conditioning and, like, handle the situation with my computer. And he was, like, annoyed. He was like, oh, so what? Like, we're we're down here, like, on vacation in the middle of summer. Like, it's not going to be hot. And you want to go inside. Oh, no. Oh, First I, of all, have after we I've been, after have I've been at the beach met? the whole time? Because I could have been inside the whole time. The like, whole time. Fixing and I would have been happy. Fake fixing something. No, I'm just kidding. But I'm like, I was like, well, here's the thing. Like, I, like, I, you, like, have we met? Because I've always hated right right like yeah, i thrive yeah. if it's 50 or below like i right. am a survivor for the winter and anyone who knows me knows that but girl he was trying to play me out and i was like what you're never gonna do i don't re- me like me, me and you kind of we've gone to the shore before but i feel like we never like during the summer summer i feel like i we weren't me and you personally wouldn't wouldn't choose to go there like well, we would and if we did, it was other for, things. No, if we did, it was for an hour and a half, and then we would right. shower, and then we would go on the boardwalk and in and out of the AC. Right. Period. Yeah, exactly. It's always been this way. So don't try uh, to change it now. Crack it Right, up. right. <laughs> oh, my gosh. No, that is such a mess. Um, so all that to say, I understand what you're saying. Like, I've yes. always been this way. Don't try to change it. Right. Like, no one's throwing you a curveball. It's Nothing's changed. Somebody was saying, like, I was watching this TikTok, and it was... um lesbians and this lesbian was talking about how where are the lesbians who just like to be inside like i don't i don't want to go hiking guys i don't want to go kayaking like i don't go, like i don't want to go do any of that stuff yeah we can sit on the porch and i was like yes yeah, see exactly i'm down I'm, for a hike every once in a while because i really do like to hike but when it's hot i'm not going at 12 o'clock in the middle of the day like we can go at like five Okay. Well, here's the thing. <laughs> Hit me up at the beginning of October until about April, and I'll go anywhere you want to go. Hiking, biking, festivals, you name it. Outdoors. But before then, I'm in yeah, the just house. Le- yeah, leave me out of that. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Girl, <laughs> yes. So, um. Girl. It has. <laughs> you ready to... Girl. Girl. <laughs> I okay, because guys, this, this first thing. So, as you guys know, like the Supreme Court came up with the decision about people didn't have to like do things for lgbtq members of society if they didn't want to but what got me about this was hearing it and then kind of going into like a little not even a deep dive just seeing like what this case was even about y'all it was fake so so fake so supreme that's court you have, it, you have it listed as fake so i'm i'm confused where it was fake so girl tell me so me in a six to three decision led by its conservative majority, the high court slash LGBTQ rights when it ruled that a Colorado based wedding website designer had the right to refuse service to a same sex couple. She said in a lawsuit um, that it violated her First Amendment right by first forcing her to espouse her beliefs that and do something that was at odds with her faith. So what makes this fake is that she said in the um in the filing she had to reference like well what happened to make this come about and she referenced a couple who had allegedly emailed her 
about making a website for them for their wedding and that this was a gay couple. That couple never existed. Nobody ever asked her to do nothing about nothing. She had actually never even created a wedding website at the time. So she lied and fabricated a request for a same-sex wedding website and brought this whole thing up to the court. So when people were looking into, you know, the, the people who requested this in the case and they're like, these people don't even exist. This isn't even a, a, a real thing. So apparently the request came from two men named Stuart and Mike. Yes, and Stuart they and were Mike. a gay couple. Um, Stuart is straight. And he's been married for a whole bunch of years, got like a wife and kids and stuff. And he was, of course, upset. Like, don't add me into your mess, lady, into your hate, because this isn't even real. And the other guy didn't even like exist. It was a totally fake thing. So when I say it was a fake case, like it literally was based on nothing. She made up a scenario, took it to the Supreme Court to say this happened and it didn't really happen. Well, this is this is the first problem with this period. <laughs> of, of many. The, 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 Number the, one. The, the, I feel like even a court in freaking my municipality, Del- Delco. Right. Would never be like, they'd be like, oh, you made the complaint on September 15th, but you have this email from September 16th. So how can you complain about the situation before it's even happened to you? So, like, I feel like all that to say, like, the record, key, like, I don't understand how in the Supreme Court. How it got that. Yes. Yeah. But like, I'm with so you. Part of, part of me is, like, could this actually be a legit mistake or did she really fabricate the whole thing? Because how would the Supreme Court let this even go to trial without well, any that sort of found saying that it doesn't even matter if the if the if it was a fake thing what <laughs> no yeah. but i mean like the the but the her waste dollars right and time and 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 also like putting as because as crazy as everything right now is with like gay people and gay rights and we know how crazy some people can get you are kind of putting people's lives on the line too when you're making them the poster child for something that they weren't even a part of because imagine if Stuart and mike started getting death threats and you know people showing up their house and stuff because they're mad and they're like we didn't even we didn't even do this but the whole well so like this is this is what's interesting too because it's interesting to me that if she were actually in this situation like say it was legitimate why would she be the one to take it to the supreme court because this is the way i'm i'm thinking of it if I, as a, as a Christian woman, went to a satanic website designer and said, I want you to make me a website full of crosses and Jesus. And like, I want my wedding to be all about like the second coming, like all of that. And he was like, actually, I respectfully decline. What would I do? I wouldn't take him to court and demand to do it. I'd say, let me go find somebody of the same belief system. To do it for me. so but, And that's kind of part of what, what Stuart and Mike, the real people, were saying. They were like, I wouldn't even, number one, if you went to this woman's website, it was not even good. 
Number two, she had never actually <laughs> made a wedding website for anybody. So this and number two, like been we her... are not getting married because not, I am and, a straight right. man. And they so said, like, they were like, we would have went to somebody who like was, you know, part of the community or an ally. You know what I mean? Like we wouldn't, why would we go force this poor woman to like do this when we would have just went and found somebody else? Like, And and also wouldn't the people, if they were like that enraged and they did feel dis- discriminated against, especially with Colorado's laws of discrimination. Wouldn't they have been the people to go? To complain. To, right, right. Or like, or like, would she then like say, hey, I'm actually bringing this to court because I have documents, receipts, emails, text messages, whatever it might be saying like, hey, if you don't make this website, we are going to press legal, like we are going to bring up legal, you know, bring this up legally. Like, wouldn't they, then that would be like, okay, you know what? I need to be the one who does it first, but there's nothing to support that. So no, and like, it actually says, so from like the, the Business Insider and um, this coming from the New Republic article, it said that a reporter had actually contacted um, the couple, Stuart, because he figured, I assumed at least some reporters over the years had contacted him about his website inquiry to 303 Creative, which is the name of her company. His contact information wasn't redacted in the filing, but my call, he said, was the very first time he had heard of it. Yes, that his name, phone number, and email address and the website in, were all in the website inquiry form. So no, he said he, he had have... never seen that form before. He said he never sent it. He was married to a woman. And he said, <laughs> if someone's pulled my information as some kind of supporting information or documentation for something else, that's false. Stuart explained that I wouldn't want anybody to make me a wedding website. <laughs> he said, puzzled. I'm married. I have a child. I'm not really sure where this came from. But somebody's using my information and it's false information in a Supreme Court filing. So, yeah. so I never, I didn't even read that. So that being said, was, did he, did she ask him, was it like a mistake? Was it a different story? No, no, no. She made them up. She made them up and took somebody's information. I'm just so confused at how it to, even got to, to, how it got to trial to the Supreme made, Court. Well, she made it up and pushed an agenda and now it's legal to discriminate against people on like on this whole level and it started off as some mess. You know, it it it's crazy, Chelsea, and it doesn't make sense because I've been as soon as this happened, I was reading it and I literally was like, I have to be missing something. Like there has to be something well, that's that where, I that's just, where I feel. No, I and it, it, yeah and it was like no and I you know I kept going down the rabbit hole and looking and I was like no this is actually what's happening and then later on you know articles were coming out saying well even if this is a fake case like it doesn't matter because of how the Supreme Court ruled and I'm like this is this is mess but the whole thing like so you're saying that you're like okay yeah so we're gonna and they never even once spoke with Stuart or Mike nope that's so crazy to me. Like, I don't even understand how that makes any sense. Ugh, girl, I, and, you do, know. <laughs> I do think it's an interesting thought, though, because it's like, it's like, is, okay, so like, for example, I was thinking, girl, I was like in a deep, deep thought process with this. And girl, I'm, I'm saying up, I'm looking up our amendments. I'm looking up all these things. And I'm putting myself in the situation. I'm putting myself in like all kinds of different situations. And I'm like, how would I react? How would I respond? What would the case be? Like, I'm thinking through all these things. And I do think 
that there is something to be said. Like I just said, like I would never go to like, I would never want somebody to like write Jesus lives if they are of the satanic church or the satanic temple. And like, they fundamentally disagree that puts them in a weird position. But like, I also, but at the same time, somebody has a business, there's going to be, and I'm not saying that you have to like throw your beliefs away. I'm not saying that, but like, also if somebody has a business, I think there is a part of you that knows like I'm serving the public and I'm doing a service for people. So I want to personally do that to the best of my ability. And so if somebody asks me to do something, sure, I don't believe in this. I don't believe in Jesus. But if that's what you want on your website and you came in and you're paying the money, then like, let me, let me help you and make it for you. But also, if you fundamentally disagree and you do feel some sense of deep conviction, like, I can't fundamentally write this because I do not agree and I do feel as though I cannot say this in good faith or whatever the case might be, you should be allowed to do that because it comes down to the difference of, like, like I, I girl, I'm telling you, every scenario I thought of, like, I'm thinking of Roe v. versus Wade, right? So the people who are pro-abortion are like, I'm thinking like, okay, so Roe v. Wade was overturned and somebody went to somebody who was pro-abortion and was like, hey, I want you to create this document saying, yeah, we want, hooray, pro, pro-abortion pro right. or pro-choices down the drain. They might be like, you know what? I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. However, right. if somebody came to somebody, so say somebody came to somebody who is pro-choice and they are not. And they said, hey, I just want you to make me a website for my business. And even though, like, they might say, hey, I'm pro-choice and you're not, but, like, I'll still make you a website. However, I'm not going to make you a website saying something that I fundamentally disagree with. I think, and as Americans, our freedom of speech, you're allowed to do that. You're not allowed to, what's the word? Um, But see, but the issue that comes down with is because we are America, you're also not allowed to discriminate against people. Well, she wasn't discriminating against the gay people. She was discriminating against what they wanted her to say. Just like, no, but no, they didn't want her to say anything. No, they didn't. They just asked her to create a wedding website. Well, I'm saying in her whole fake her whole yeah. fake thing she might but say, i think but me. there is but there is a line between because so when i got married in virginia there was stuff that i people wouldn't do because i was in an interracial relationship okay well, there are places that i went well you think it's ridiculous and i think it's ridiculous but people feel the same way about gay people so it's literally so to me it's it's it is a form of discrimination and there is a very fine line between that because if you think it's illegal for somebody to not want to make me a bouquet for my wedding because I'm marrying a white person and I'm black, then what's the difference between that, between you don't want to make me a bouquet because I'm marrying a woman? That because- is what the issue is because there's people that think being in an interra- interracial relationship is sinful and that it's wrong. And so that happened to me personally and I experienced that. So in America, to me, if you want to have a business that's open to the public, then you serve the public. If not, then don't have a business that's open to the public. Because like, I don't know, I don't know what it's supposed to do because then where's the line going to be between you're going to say, well, whites only. Oh, well, I'm not discriminating. It's what I believe because I believe that people shouldn't be unequally yoked because that's the Bible verse that people use to say that interracial marriage is wrong and sinful and against God. So if they want to do that, then what's the difference between that? Between you saying, well, I don't want to do this for you because you're unequally yoked and I don't want to do this because I believe in it's an abomination coming from the same book. 
So how well, is that I think different? That, I think that the rate, like the, um, what's it called? The Civil Rights Act of 19, I think it was 1964. And like the public accommodation law, when it came down to like how you cannot, you cannot um, discriminate against people because of their like race or their color. Right. So for me, I think it's like, okay, you, I don't agree with your idealism, but when it comes to race, that's one thing. But like, like if you walked in and somebody's like not going to serve you because you're black, it's different. If like you walked in and somebody's not going to serve you because you're gay, how would they know you were gay? Because if, I mean, there's some people that just look gay. But that's, but that's stereotyping. And there's some because people that is stereotyping. Everybody thinks look, Todd Grizzly's gay. Exactly. I'm saying, I'm not saying it's right, Chelsea, but people will look at you and they'll walk in and they'll know that you're gay. And actually what's happening to a lot of women and, it, and it's happening to a lot of black women who are gay, who are what you would call um, uh, the term like dyke, okay? for some of those from back in the day who would use those types of words. Um, personally, we use the word like stud who are more masculine are getting now discriminated against because people think they're trans when they're just a gay woman who has a short haircut and likes to wear guy clothes. So there's been instances where these people have gone into businesses or trying to go to the bathroom and people are literally assaulting them and discriminating against them because they're assuming that they're trans when they're not. So there's a lot, I mean, people see my brother and know that he's gay. Like you can look at somebody and say he's gay. You can look at somebody like me, who is hetero passing, who was married to a man who has a child and you wouldn't think that I was gay. No. But there's been people I've dated who you would look at them and say, absolutely, 100%. Right. <laughs> and but so like, it. but to me, it's all... It's not, you can't change your sexual orientation. I, I can't change my skin tone. And there's some people who are able to pass and pass for straight and maybe pass for white or pass for whatever. And they can kind of go through life. And there's other people who can't. And you're just discriminating against them. And I just, I, I think that the line is going to be, is going to be moved real soon. And we're going to go back to where, well, I don't want to serve gay people. And I also don't want to serve black people. And it's going to be like, okay, well, that's fine because, you know, you have every right you're to do that. I, yeah, but see, I think that's where it's going. I think, you, like you said, the line is going to be really difficult because people, some people think like, okay, orientation and race can't be changed. And some people think race can't be changed, but orientation is a sexual preference. Right. As like, that's, I think that's where like, and there's, there the science isn't, backing one or other. so that's where where race is protected in the united states of america sexual orientation is protected it was spots. protected and now it's not so sex race isn't no sexual orientation actually was and then it was it and then it was not it was struck down to not be yeah and I mean, just so you know the supreme court said after they overturned roe v wade um a lot of the dissension that came down after that which is like when the supreme court people write about Right. in more details about how they feel about the case they said they wanted to overturn loving v virginia and ogafell versus hodgins and those things have to do with like race and right. interracial marriage and stuff so like they're looking to be able to overturn those things as well and i'm not saying that you should be out here and have to make people who own businesses do whatever but the reason that 
the government stepped in and and did things like the Civil Rights Act is because people who owned businesses said, I own this business, I'm not serving black people. Right. And the government had to say, well, you can't do that because this is a public business that serves the public. And, you know, and I feel the same way about people who are gay or trans or whatever they identify as like you if you want to have a business that's open you know a store somewhere like why have that if you're gonna say well you can't come in i'm not gonna serve you it's just it's ridiculous and i and we're going backwards well that, but that's the thing i feel like for me it's cut and dry to me i feel like it's very clear like like if if i have a business and somebody of a different nationality race religious belief sexual orientation wants to come in and purchase from me please sold however if somebody if a muslim person comes in and tells me like i want you to write only allah is god i'm gonna have a problem with that and me as well allah means god so so only only their god or whatever or muhammad whatever i don't know a lot about but like i'm not i fundamentally am never going to be okay with saying that somebody besides jesus is god however if you want to come in and like buy something for me, please buy it. Like, I don't care. I couldn't care less, but I'm not going to say what you believe as what I believe. I'm not going to write that or I'm not going to whatever. And I think that my right, like when your right starts to overstep my right, that's where we have a problem. However, we should all have the right. Like nobody should be discriminated against in the sense of like, like if a gay person so wants then, to go so in So then what happens when everybody says all the website designers now decide that none of them are going to serve gay people. So then what do you do? But I think that was what she no, was but saying. No, but I'm saying, but then what are you going to do? Because that's what happened when nobody would serve black people. So when, when all of them then say we're not going to serve gay but people, she then didn't what say, happened? She wasn't saying, I don't want to serve gay people. She said, I don't want, she wasn't saying, I'm not going to sell She's this. She's a liar, because, number one. So fuck her. Well, you're asking, okay? you're asking me a question. <laughs> you're asking like, me a no, question. I'm just, I'm just she, saying. <laughs> but, but I'm saying, she. it wasn't that I don't want to serve the gay person. It was, I don't want to fundamentally say as this person who doesn't believe in gay marriage, make this like love is love or whatever the um, LGB slogan is. So she shouldn't have to say that now. However, if Stuart and Mike, if they were actually real gay people said, Hey, we want a website for whatever the case might be. Okay. You can't decline to serve them, but I think your fundamental right of freedom of speech, you can say, I'll make you a website. I don't care who you are, what you are, who you sleep with. Well, I but think you what can I'm just say no, do. honestly. I think that at the end of the day, if you don't want to do something, you could just say no. And it doesn't matter the reason. I don't even think you have to go into that. Like, if a Muslim person came and said, hey, can you make me a website that says, like, Allah is the only way, and you don't want to do it, I just say, no, I don't want to do it. I mean, that's yeah, just like exactly. if you're going on vacation for a couple of weeks and you're not going to take any new business or whatever. I just don't understand why you would even want to have a business when the whole point of having business is that to like grow and make money and have customers and then decide that half of your whoever you're just not going to serve those people and sometimes and and then you have to think about too like that woman in kentucky who worked at the clerk's office and she wouldn't give gay people marriage licenses right because it was against her belief why the fuck do you work in a county court's office then because that you you can go have your own business if you want to discriminate against them. But you're going to work in a county court's office that's supposed to serve the whole community. And now it's against your belief to give gay people a marriage license. Well, Don't I couldn't work agree there. with you more. I couldn't agree with you more, especially if you're living in a state where that's legal. 
then why do you work there? Because that's going to be part of your job description. And if by law, that's at any marriage is considered legal marriage, you have to give that. That's not whether you believe it or not. But when you're in private business, I, I think that we do have to find the line. And that's where you were saying before, the line gets difficult when you you shouldn't discriminate against anybody. But when it comes to your fundamental right of freedom of overstepped and like you have to say this that's where we have a problem so like yes you should service all people no matter who they are what they are color, hey, if you race, believe in something i just don't understand how you can like why is your belief so challenged not you personally but just in general like why is your belief so challenged to like if you believe in this if you're a christian you believe in god or whatever and somebody says hey i'm muslim can you do this for me like you making that for them how is that going to change who you are and, and you your don't want to, well, if you don't, it, you shouldn't have to say, just like, if you don't want to say if like, so, like something that you hold near and dear, like, and that isn't hateful, but I'm just saying something that you hold near and dear that like, for example, um, abortion, you and I fundamentally disagree on abortion. That's okay. Because you have your opinion. I have my opinion, but for me to then say, but Amber, I really want you to say that you think that abortion is wrong. It doesn't yeah, but if I'm making belief, you a web, you if I'm to. making you a website, I'm not saying it. You're saying it. I'm just making the website for you. I don't. I didn't say that. You like but, it's not going to say Amber Taylor. Uh, <laughs> Amber Taylor doesn't yikes. believe in this. It's gonna. You know what I mean? It's gonna say Chelsea. This is my website. I don't believe in this. Yeah, like, but it's like so, it's something that you. It's a message you don't want to perpetuate. And if that's what you believe, I think that should be protected. Just like it's just like. If, was trying to perpetuate a hateful something yeah. that you think is hateful but they don't you know again i'll service you i'll take care of whatever i'll make your tiktok reels i'll do whatever the case might be but if you're want me to make a tiktok reel all about how right. something i fund them i don't want to do that i don't want part of that and guess yeah. what please go next door to nine or <laughs> would love the business okay. but okay, but girl. i right, think the right. breakdown but it's it's um it's the activity so like if you're not going abortion is wrong okay i i don't agree with that i don't think that you should you should discriminate however can you hear me i can yeah javi coffee your daily grind reimagined instantly craft any style of coffee in seconds get 20 percent off your next purchase if you use code amber 48138. Again, the code is Amber 48138. Go to javicoffee.com. Like, what if somebody looked at your brother and assumed he was straight, but he's not? Right. But was like, I only want to service gay people. Like, how do you, you don't really fully know. However, yeah. if you, if you are then being hired or whatever to, to say something that you don't want to say, I do think that that has to be protected in some sense, whatever. Right. No, and I, I totally agree with that. It, there, you, the reason that the government was created was so that individuals rights don't infringe on other individuals rights and exactly. there has to be a balance between like your rights and my rights and and where we kind of draw the line and there is going to be gray areas in there um i think the biggest issue for me i, I wouldn't even say issue is concern 
is is that then where are we going to draw the line and kind of are we going to go keep going backwards to where people are just allowed to discriminate against anyone because it goes against their their personal belief you know and we're just gonna have to that would make me feel extremely uncomfortable as well because again i feel like i see through two different lenses i see through the lens of my faith that i feel very strong about but i also see through the lens of of as an american Right. So like, for example, I have to love and embrace and accept and appreciate the fact that there are people of different faiths here in this country and that they can worship the way they choose to do so. That's literally the whole reason my family, like people came here. Right. So whether or not they agree with me or not, whatever. But when it comes down to matters of, like you said, like, how could you, who, whose idea was it ever in history that black people were less superior to white people. It doesn't make any sense. So like for when we're going back to that though, like I don't think discrimination is ever okay. However, so I don't know to me, like to me, it feels so clear, but like you said, not everybody's us. You can't discriminate against somebody. You don't have to say something you don't want to say and you can respectfully decline. Right. 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 And I think for me, that's part of it too, where I'm just kind of like, like even before we knew the case was fake or whatever, I kind of was just like, if you don't want to do it, just don't do it. Like, why? <laughs> you don't That's even, what... to me, I mean, to me, you don't even have to say anything. Really, you know what I mean? Like, how many times have I, have you and I, or just try to do what, I, hey, can I get my hair done here? Or, hey, do you have a nail appointment? Oh, no, we're full. We're on vacation this week. Or, like, we're not taking, you know, I'm trying to find a vet for my dog. Nobody's taking new clients, you know? And it's just, like, for whatever reason, you know, you just decline. You just move on with your life. And so part of me is just like, okay, why can't we just do that too where you're just if you don't want to do something okay and and kind of just and the uh, and i can't even think of of the name that it's called but this was actually something that they it, it came up i was watching this whole thing on it it came up during the civil rights movement when there were counters like lunch counters who mm-hmm. did not want to desegregate their lunch counters guess what the restaurant across the street who did num- their numbers tripled yeah Okay, so if you don't want to service this person, you're dead wrong, you're dumb, and whoever does is going to make the money, and you can just, whatever, and if if you feel that strongly about it, you're a piece of crap because you're racist, but also, if you feel that's wrong about it, then don't do it, and guess what? But, however, however, I'm also not saying that it's okay to, I, I think that the line is so cut and dry with, like, I can't, I cannot discriminate against somebody who is darker skin different skin lighter skin tone whatever race whatever like if you and if you have a different belief system i can't discriminate against you either until you tell me i have to say or believe what you say or believe period right and 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 it's hard to to know (laughs) supreme court for this mess yes well like how did it even go through like when somebody was like oh wait this person's not real and also married to a woman why is this on my t- I don't honestly I don't think anybody looked at it like as I, a dentist, and I, I'd be girl, pissed I'd be like aren't people like fighting for their lives and like really trying to decide whether they're guilty or innocent what right. is this doing here like right. I'd be pissed you're wasting time you're period wasting time. all right so did you see this thing about the Alzheimer's drug that I, is that they just made okay can I I want to I want to tell you something honestly I read about half 
not even half, maybe a quarter of three separate articles about it. And I stopped because it's just like every other drug commercial where it's like, this might cause blindness, bleeding ulcers, diarrhea permanently, limpness of the dick and complete paralysis. And in some cases, even death. But please see if your doctor says it's right, right. for you. And it was the same thing with this drug. So I'm like, what breakthrough are we talking about? It's killing everybody. It's causing so many more issues that are life-threatening that, that don't equate to better than Alzheimer's. So what are we doing? Actually, yes. Um, because it is kind of a mess. But <clears throat> there is another, there's a new Alzheimer's drug that they're putting on the market that's like, they're calling it kind of like a cure. As Chelsea said, there is a lot of side effects and it's not created for everybody. It's not going to work on everybody. And the people that it's not going to work on is black people. (laughs) So unfortunately, this triumph of a flawed theory of a disease's cause and predict the rollout of the drugs will aggravate racial disparities in elder care. So there's already disparities in elder care due to racial bias and discrimination whether those things are malicious or non-malicious right so they have this new alzheimer's drug that is coming out but one of the problems is is this drug is only useful if you start using it early so early onset alzheimer's is detected by your doctor you're going through a treatment program now you're able to use this drug because of the side effects you need a very specific treatment program you need to be in a very specific kind of like place facility to be able to go through this for it to work for you then on the flip side the issue is that black people due to medical bias and and discrimination are not diagnosed early they're normally diagnosed later on in the process. And then also due to those same things, they're not able to access the doctors and the facilities needed to go through this medicine and and use this and be able to have it safely and where they're in a place where the facility knows what they're doing, they're able to give them this and everything. So those people are just being left out of it, you know, and it's saying that this is just going to cause just such a higher disparity of numbers because you know there's already statistically proven like if you're black with alzheimer's or if you're white with alzheimer's like how you're how you're going to react to treatment how your body's going to do how your um your life expectancy and all those things and what was frustrating to me besides just so much was just that the reason it's not accessible to people is due to biases and stuff and it's like well let's well then let's fix that Like if we need more facilities for people to be able to have a whole treatment and go through this whole like process with this medicine, then why aren't we putting those in places where black people can utilize those? And if we know that they're not getting diagnosed till later, and so that takes them out of the running to be able to use this drug, then why don't we do something that to help diagnose them sooner? That's probably too simple. I I just (laughs) want to know, I just want to know where this happens because like where Again, and I know that there are some places that are still extremely racist and behind and whatever, but I'm like, in my mind, I'm like, I, I, wh- where is it scientifically proven? Where is it scientifically backed that that idea or concept makes sense? And then I feel like, especially when it comes to doctors, like, yeah. ultimately, I don't, I mean, from my it, It's not, but uh, we have a long history. So the fi- father of gynecology, um, this yeah. is, this is you know, my hill. This is my hill I'll die on. For the black maternal death rate, he started the whole 
thing where people believe that black people felt less pain and that black people were fundamentally physically different than white people. He started that belief along with a lot of other people. So when he was um, trying to fix things like vaginal repairs and fistulas in women, he started working on slave women in Georgia and in the Mississippi. And they had, you know, they had no... He did surgeries on them without any type of anesthesia. Some women had up to 30 surgeries. And then when he perfected his method, he went and started doing it in places like New York City um, and overseas using anesthesia on white women. And the reason that he said he did this was because white women were more delicate and couldn't experience as much pain as, as black women could. So that's literally where the belief started. And it sounds as dumb as it sounds, it has kept going and perpetuating until now we're in places to where there was um, research and studies done in 2019 that had said that, you know, 50% of doctors in medical school believed that black people felt less pain believed that black people had thicker skin literally thicker skin believed that black people people had like a some type of thicker skull on their head these are people that are now doctors today working places today and it sounds crazy for people like you and me who are just regular smegular people who love everybody but like this this is a a problem that is not just like some random place in the South. It's every single place. New York has one of the highest black maternal death rates in the United States. And you wouldn't think that because it's a city and it's liberal or whatever. That doesn't mean that racial disparities aren't happening there and in those places. And that's why. So these biases and stuff have just been trickled down and the fact that you have the people who are writing the medical journals and writing the medical textbooks you don't have black people doing that you don't have black people involved in that process because if i was or if you were and we're sitting at the table we're writing textbooks right and somebody says well black people feel less pain you can raise your hand and say uh no sir that's actually not true so we're not going to put that in there but if there's nobody in that room to say that then that gets put in that textbook and gets, you know, and down the line. Here we go. I hope, I hope that's super disconcerting to everyone. I... I, be, well, like, and I'm, I'm looking at it at a factual way and like, and I'm not putting myself down because listen, I don't want to toot my own horn, but toot toot. Okay. I love myself, but I can also say I would never pass an MCAT. I would right. never make it in, in uh, medical school. It's just not the way my brain works. And even somebody like myself can sit here and listen to, to, to what you're saying and say, where is it factually proven, factually proven? Right. And, and if, and if you're going to refer to a study done where we still had slaves in the United States, you better come up with something a little bit more, uh, a little bit more recent and really more intensive because the science has progressed yeah. light years since then. So why are we even referring to that? Because yeah. that was clearly wrong, clearly trauma and torture and, crazy so like please show me now in a study as recent as 2019 where this is actually correct oh you can't because that's bs so why would i ever perpetuate that in a medical practice and like and at the end of the day even if you do even if you did have some sort of bias if you it should be once you get into school and you're learning that should be gone you know like because you you know what they don't have they don't have biases against anybody now they'll give anything to a kid whether it's good for them or not because guess what 
The money is showing up. They're getting that money from big pharma. So you don't care about kids, but now you're going to care. Like there's a difference between black and white people. Like there's no, I mean, when you think about the opioid crisis and I, you know, I talk about this a lot and you know, there's black people aren't involved in that. And why? Because we don't get drugs. When we go to the doctor, they don't want to give us painkillers. They don't want to give us nothing. Why? Number one, they believe that we have a higher pain tolerance than white people. and We don't feel pain as much as them. Number two, they think that we're malingering. They think that we're faking and that we're looking for drugs. Three, they assume all black people are crackheads. So when you have that going on and then, you know, you have people coming in who are actually in pain and experiencing things. We're not getting any opioids prescribed to us on the same level or anything as white people. So that we, it left us out of a whole epidemic. Okay. Be due to racial discrimination. Now on the other side of it, was it a good thing? Yeah, kind of, but you can, <laughs> right. But we were left out of a whole thing due to racial discrimination and, you know, right. and it's crazy and it should upset people. And I've given a lot of talks about this because this is something that's so near and dear to my heart because me and my daughter experienced this. I experienced a lot of racism when I was pregnant. Um, In the South. It, yeah, it, discrimination. I mean, I almost lost her. There was a, a time I had a doctor and I was almost miscarrying. And he's like pulling out. He's like, oh, I'm pulling tissue out of your body. And I'm like crying and, you know, I'm a wreck. And he's like, you know, basically like, oh, you can have another kid or don't you have more kids? The amount of times I had people not believe me that I only had one child or that I was married or that I wasn't just some baby mama. I mean, y'all, I I could do a whole episode about the dumb things that doctors and nurses said to me that was a blatantly racist when I was trying to go through my pregnancy. Um, and it, you know, it was a shock to me that people still felt that way and people still thought that, but they do. And it's something that, you know, that a lot of us have to go through every single day. And, you know, when you, when people talk about things like affirmative action, which just got overturned, you know, it's because in, in, say you have a hospital and all the people who are on that board of the hospital, all of the head departments of surgery are all white. You know, the, you have all these people in place who are in charge of everybody who are all just come from one thing, one social economic status, one racial background. And that's how then discrimination isn't ever stopped or kind of caught. Because there's people who aren't maliciously thinking these things sometimes. That's what they're taught and they're believed, but there's nobody to come and counter that. There's no, you know, Black per people writing the medical textbooks and, and teaching in the medical schools and being professors in these places to be able to counteract some of these things and explain to students, hey, you may have gr grown up and believed that Black people don't feel less pain, but let's talk about it factually. Let's say, factually. let's look at the science. We're in a science, you know, we're in a medical lab. Let's go through it and figure it out and, and be able to then train up the next generation of professionals to not have those same biases and stuff and that and that's just not that's just not happening those same biases and those same factually incorrect belief systems like yeah. i'm taking emotion out of it i'm taking opinion out of it factually cite me a study that proves <laughs> that to this day like yeah. factually oh probably you can't because it's inaccurate like ridiculous yeah. No, I mean, it, it, it really, really, really is. And, um, girl, it's crazy out here. 
Um, it's especially crazy in military barracks, apparently. Oh my gosh. Okay, I'm so, so go ahead, Chelsea. No. Okay, so there is not a ton. Amber and I were talking about even like like kind of going over if we should even speak to this. I personally have to speak to it. I I like can't not speak to this. But there is not a ton of information. I think part of which is because um, it's A, the military, and B, this is a minor that we're about to share about. But on a military base, Pendleton, military base to be exact. Yeah, I'm calling you out. Um, (laughs) It's in California. Also, also San Diego, I feel the need to say I am not suicidal. I have no (laughs) will to harm myself. I am not in any sort of um, high-intensity lifestyle or high-risk lifestyle. Anyway, um, a 14-year-old girl was recently removed from the military barracks at Pendleton Military Base in San Diego, California, by military police officers from a male barracks. That's where, like, a male dormitory where male soldiers live and sleep and all that was removed from that barracks by military police. And apparently what we're hearing is that she was sold to this service member for sex. Yeah. At 14 years old. And no matter where you are, whether you're in Wyoming, Montana, Kentucky, please don't ever come for me and don't ever come with the idiocy that she had. She was anywhere close to the age of consent because she's not. She's literally a baby. She may or may not even have her period yet. Just yeah. so you, just and so I we're, think that she also team. had some cognitive um, issues too. They weren't, they were kind of talked about, but weren't really specific. Um, but she, yeah, so she was missing, and her family had reported her missing. Um, she was reported missing by her grandmother, and she was missing for four days. And then she turns up being found in this army, in this military barracks. And I have so many questions. So. The girl's family had a lot of questions. There really isn't anything, a lot of stuff that we could really find on this. But I do know sex trafficking is a really big problem in the military, especially in bases in California that are close to the border in Mexico. Due to it being easy for us service members to go back and forth over the border without getting checked, without a lot of like checks and balances, especially if we have our uniform. It's really easy to go back and forth. I may have been back and forth at Tijuana a couple times when I was in Mexico or, you, uh, when I was in when I was in California <laughs> <laughs> um and it may not, we may not have been allowed to do that but you know that's neither here nor there no so one of the questions was how did she even get on the base as a 14 year old girl how did she get into the barracks so let me I'm gonna tell y'all stuff and you know um as Chelsea said <laughs> Chelsea said don't come for me people it's easy because there's nobody, nobody's really doing anything. So if I'm driving onto base right now, right, after 9-11, you have to show your ID. Chelsea and I lived through a time before where you could just drive on and off base with no ID, no nothing, hope and a prayer. Yeah. ID. But if you have, if I have a valid military ID, I can go on. And the other people in the car with me don't necessarily need any type of ID. There are some bases where they'll ask you for everyone ID in a car for them to be able to look at it. There's other bases where you just, the military person just has to show their ID. And then when you talk about children who are underage, most of them don't have an ID. So there's no ID for them to show. So if I'm going on base and I have my daughter 
you know, they're not going to ask me for her ID card because she doesn't have one. Now, as a military kid, we had IDs as, as children and stuff like that. But Chelsea, they even changed that due to money so now kids aren't even getting the military ids like they used to so yes it's very easy for him to drive on base with this girl in his car and say like this is his sister or his or or not even say nothing because the guy at the base might be an 18 year old kid out there in the sun in 120 degrees stand and watch been out there for eight hours passing them through you know right his id and might not even ask any questions so that's how they got on base and then when you talk about getting into the barracks I lived in barracks and I never lived in a barracks where I had to show nothing. Uh, so but like, I would just be but like, up you... to my room and yes, Chelsea. And if I had um, a visitor, I, they would roll up to my <laughs> They would roll up to the room as well. There was nothing that would stop somebody. Like if I wanted somebody to come in and out of my room, they could. There was well, nothing this... in there. And, that, and you know what? Here's the deal. That's fine, Amber, for you because I feel like whoever your visitor might have been was clearly an adult yes. where no matter how mature a 14 year old girl, she don't look mm-hmm. nothing older than 16. she got no business. No, and, this, and, and her family said that she looked younger too. As, that, as well. And that's what I was going to say. And I, I don't want to stereotype, but a, that, I feel like anybody can look young period. But yeah. I think when, especially when there might be some capacity issues or some yep. mental irregularities, whatever you want to call it, they might even present as a little bit younger, right? Like, cause they might not be mentally where they are physically. So again, like I, and I, I, and there so might, sure. and there might not be even anybody really around to see. So it's not like when I was going up to my oh, barracks, so he gets that his own was, room. He gets his own made, room. He might have his, I had my own room. At, at one you? point I did, I, I shared a room and the yeah. girl, girl, she left cups all over and dishes and there was mold and everything. Not cups. And, um, and she also like slept like 20 hours out of the 24 hours. Now people who know me may say, Amber, you have nerve because you can sleep and I can, and I love my bed. But when I'm coming home from work at three o'clock, I want to be able to come in and eat and do all that. So I switched room. I had my own room for a long time. So like a little kitchen in there and everything. So yeah, I could have people in and out. So every barrack situation is kind of different. And there's not necessarily the fact that you're going to be like walking through people to see. So if you're coming in and out at night, nobody might have actually seen her or seen him and them together. But I'm going to tell y'all something that is not okay. Is one of the things I did find out when I was in the military is that there is a lot of uh, underage things happening um, I remember one particular thing. There was a guy in my, in my unit that I worked with and he was dating a girl who was still in high school. And I was like, why, why, actual- why, 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 why? And we only I will found never out understand that because case. I will never understand. I will he, never understand. He went AWOL and that means you're absent without leave. Like you leave. And he went to like, go drive and like, go get her or whatever. There was another person who had, who was with a girl who had just graduated, but was just like 18 and they were in the military. And I always thought it was absolutely disgusting because I'm like, once you're 20, you know, you're in the military, even if you're 18, when you go in, you're going through boot camp, you're going through all this stuff. Like you're still, you're at a completely different place in your mind than somebody who is still in high school. 100%. And a lot of these guys would get high school students. I'm going to tell a story that I've, I've never told out, out loud before. So I was a, a you a heard department- it here first people, politics would make it fashion. Spill I was tea. a department of defense victim advocate and I had a friend. 
and we were cool. Like we actually were going to get an apartment together and stuff. Like that's how cool we were. Cause they were from Jersey. And I found out one day he came and he was like, I really need to talk to you about something. And I'm like, okay. And he starts talking and I told him, I'm like, look, if you tell me something, I'm going to have to report it. Cause I'm a mandated reporter for my, like for being a victim advocate. Okay. Keeps talking. I keep telling him like, don't tell me this. So basically he met a girl online from plenty of fish in who was in high school. She was in 10th grade and he was grown man in we're in the military. So I think we were probably t- mid twenties at this point. Um, and he started seeing her and she would sneak out of her house. She would jump out of her window and meet him. And, and he would take her in his car and I think she might have gone back to his place a couple times. I know they probably hooked up in a car and stuff. And one time his her dad figured out that she was gone and came out and like found out about it. And it was like this whole thing. And so I ended up having this was probably one of the hardest things in my life. And it sounds probably real cunt, right? Like Amber, of course you would say something, but I felt horrible being a snitch. Like I really was like, I felt bad turning my friend in because this was my friend. Right. You know, but I did. And, you know, one of the things was like, oh, did you know that she was in high school or whatever? And, you know, he tried to deny it. But like there was text message, different things. And she's like, oh, I'm you know, I'm going to like our sophomore dance. Oh, I want you to come with me or whatever. And it was just something that I didn't think was going to be a thing in the military, you know, because I'm like, there's a lot of people around, there's women around, like, who would freely do whatever you want, and instead, you're going after children, but it's, it, you know, and it's something that was so rampant, and he ended up, and this pissed me off, he was supposed that he was about to get out the military, but he was actually re-enlisting for, like, another four years, so they gave him the opportunity to just get out of the military, so that he wasn't then tried in military court as well but he did go through the civilian court process and things because the girl's father you know pressed charges against him and different things um but the military let him skate out you know let him let him get out and stuff and didn't and didn't do anything you know but this that was just one instance that i personally witnessed and and kind of saw and things but there was other people doing very very similar things um and it was disgusting. And then when you add into that, being stationed in California and places that are close to the border of Mexico and stuff where you can buy and sell girls. And when you're in the military, when you first initially join, you don't make a lot of money at all. You're really, really poor. And a lot of people don't know that. So you have people coming in who are poor and they're also trying to support their whole family. So somebody from the cartel says, hey, I'll give you two grand if you just like drive this girl across the border, Ugh. you know, and do it and they'll get their money. And I'm not, I'm not giving like playing devil. To, I'm not doing any of that. But the reason is because they need, you know, they're, they need money. They, they need the money and things like that. So it makes it easier. And because you're already seeing maybe people bring young women into the barracks or, you know, your friend's still dating somebody from high school. I think there's this lack of, Oh, this is wrong you know, this is, this is bad. Cause when I heard this story in my head, I was like, oh, that makes sense. Like, oh, okay. I wasn't surprised at all about it, 
But I know that a lot of other people are and they don't understand because they're thinking that there's going to be all these other checks and balances in the military and um, and on base and in the barracks. And there just isn't. I'm sorry, guys. And that is, and you know what? So now this is going to be, I'm not going to speak for Amber, but this is definitely something that I truly believe. I truly believe that the military, the government, wealthy people, like, like wealthiest of the wealthiest, like people in power, leaders of the country, leaders of Hollywood, industry leaders, market leaders are involved in human trafficking and child exploitation. And that is why it's just brushed under the rug. That's why, that's why a military Somebody in the military can get paid two grand to take somebody over yeah. the border and it not be looked at. And there was no a there was denied. another trafficking ring that was busted, I believe, in San Diego too, not that long ago, a couple of years ago. There's been, I think, there was one that was a prostitution and and sex trafficking ring was busted in Virginia when I was stationed there as well, because Virginia is a really high trafficking place too, because you have ninety five. Um and stuff and you're able to be in Virginia and go up and down the whole you know the whole east coast and you're right you know when you there's been there was naval um captains who were actually charged with sex trafficking and things on deployments because they were trafficking Filipino women um to the soldiers and stuff but you're right you have people that are high up on the totem poles and if they're doing it then you know, they can't get caught. So if somebody underneath them does it, they're not gonna, you know, want to punish that person because they're doing it too. So then it just, it just keeps going. Now, this is going to be the free ad that we're doing for free. And I'm going to tell you to go see in your local movie theater, The Sound of Freedom. It is a based off of a true story of a trafficking, human trafficking situation. Go check it out. And also maybe do a little bit of research as to why Hulu, Disney, and Netflix refuse to stream it. I mean, I'll let you um, I would also like to say if you're on my side of the thing and believe that the movie is QAnon adjacent, then maybe watch out. And and I personally understand why they're not letting it be. Well, go see so. the movie first and make your own decisions, especially since it is based off of a true, factual, reported story. And also, just FYI, this movie was reported to do a it was it was set to do 11 to 14 million it's already done 40.1 million and it came out july 1st it actually beat out indiana jones on its day so go check it out yeah i'm not gonna give you all the same recommendation um did you see it did you see i watched part of it online because um and i i did a lot of research about the movie and I think it has a lot of good points and good qualities and stuff, but a lot of the, a lot of the underlying stuff is like the Pizzagate, you know, sex shop in somebody's basement. And like that was debunked and we knew that wasn't true. And so some of it, I'm just kind of like, you have to look at the source of the material and where it's coming from. And I think in a world, it is kind of sad that you can't just go out and watch a movie and, and, and learn something because everything has an agenda. But for me personally, I'm not supporting the people who put this together. I am. I think you should go see it, (laughs) but that's okay. We can agree to disagree. Um, But that's, uh, you know, that's uh, again, like I, I'm outraged. I'm mind blown. I'm disgusted that this happened. And especially that it happened on a military base. Yeah. I think goes to show that there's a lot more to human trafficking than is reported. So QAnon adjacent or not, I think it's happening a lot more than we're aware. And I think a lot of times it's brushed off as some like conspiracy theory again, because I think people in power are involved in it participating in it participating in it and perpetuating it but again i mean what we know i don't know hopefully i hope everyone who's involved gets exposed to the fullest extent 
I just think for me, it's like a lot of it is, it's not that I personally think a lot of it is conspiracy theories. I think it's just aimed at the wrong place. We're worried about people taking you in a van at Target when we should be worried about rich people bringing over kids from Guatemala to work in their homes and then they become a labor slave or a sex slave. Like most or people down that are trapped. Right. Down most people shore. are trafficked people by people they know and people they have relationships with, you know, people they work with and different things. It's not, you know, and, and also it's like, we have to, I heard this before and I know I've said it on here, what a country puts people away for in jail really shows what they believe in and where their morals are. Mm-hmm. And there are people who, whether Hollywood, police officers, pastors, whoever, who have gotten charges brought against them and then not been prosecuted and then not or gotten a slap on the wrist. So we need to look at those institutions too, like the police departments, the justice departments, the the court places, the lawyers, you know, the district attorneys and all of those things. Like, I just feel like there's so much more to it that like Hollywood gets this, this whole big thing where it's like, okay, yeah, if there's people in Hollywood who are molesting kids, that's not good. Let's prosecute them. But then what happens when it does go to the police and the judges and stuff, and then nothing happens. We got to look at those people too, you know, 100%. And, lot, and I feel like those people don't get looked at. Cause like, Oh, well, they're not Holly weird. They're not liberal. So like, it's fine. And it's like, no, we got to look at everybody. You know, the, the Catholic church rapes boys, thousands. They just found this whole thing. And it's like, yeah, we're worried about boycotting drag shows. And I'm like, why aren't we boycotting the Catholic church? Because they're like for centuries, thousands and like for right. centuries. Yeah. The, the Boy Scouts, people were mad that the Boy Scouts wanted to let Girl Scouts in. Cool. But what about all of the Boy Scouts who were raped repeatedly and molested for years that was swept under the rug and nobody did anything about it at all? But y'all well, mad I, about this. Like, I, I think that that's one of the crazy things. And I think, to be honest, that's where a lot of any sort of change or headway or difference of these situations can be made is because we're kind of like, that's horrific. And if it's real, the powers that be would prosecute and handle it. But it's like, because it is so infiltrated everywhere, churches, baseball teams. I, I took my daughter to VBS today. I had every single, at a church, a church that I attend to, every single person that was involved, I needed their names first and last. I made sure I triple checked on the federal website for clearances that they had background checks. And I also asked for any sort. I was like, I'm going to I want to see the video footage of my daughter because, again, I I go to this church. Right. But because I don't have clearances to be I'm not a I'm not a volunteer. I'm whatever. If I want her to go, she has to get dropped off. You think for one second I'm I'm sending my daughter anywhere with no cameras? Bye. Right. I well, Chelsea, you can get your clearances. I have mine. Yeah, I can. I can. I no, can no, it's just not, all the it's just, not it's just not something I've done. I also have yeah. like no vacation. I was thinking. I, I was thinking about this too, though, because me and you grew up going to camp our whole oh, life overnight and camp. I an overnight camp and I was actually just thinking about it because so, like I Jacqueline go has gone to art camp and it's a, like all during a day and it's in a little art like I know her blah 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 but I'm like thinking if I wanted to put her in a camp and it terrified me the thought of it actually yeah my reaction to it was very different than I thought it was going to be and I was like I don't think I feel comfortable putting her in Oh yeah, camp like that, and I was like, I would never send her to sleepaway camp. I think I went to sleepaway camp when I was probably seven. Girl, it was like my best, my best years of my life. Girl, best years of my life. But But, also, nothing and nothing happened to me there. Like it was me either. I absolutely loved it. It was amazing. But like now, thinking about sending my kid there, I'm like, oh 
no. But like you said, like nothing <laughs> happened to me there. It was truly the best yeah. times of my life. But I when I, girl, actually, when we went to Master's Commission, found it I felt like I was in a room of 50 50 women and I think maybe three of us hadn't experienced any sort of yeah, assault yeah. molestation and I was like that's absolutely true yeah and it was and again it, because thank thank I'm so grateful nothing ever did happen to me but again I listen and if you think it can't I don't want to scare anybody I don't want to <laughs> but it really truly does happen everywhere I think it that's why that's why it's crazy because it does it happens in the government it happens in police it happens in churches happens in little league it happens everywhere yeah. and that's why I think sometimes people either a just don't say anything about it because it's so big the idea the reality is overwhelming it's so overwhelming people don't know what to do with it and then also i think there's also the side where like oh if that was actually a thing i think it would be then it would be yes right but like again you're looking at it's like it's probably your neighbor that lives in the house up the street that's totally normal and like a right. regular regular house as a po- as, as as well as somebody like right. freaking prince and i think a lot of people think oh well if this was happening it, w- it would really be prosecuted but then when you look at stuff you know brock turner who was caught yeah. in the middle of raping somebody and was in jail for three months you know that, that well <laughs> exactly just not nothing's really really happening to it and sad to say that people see those reactions and they see how people are getting away with things and it, it, it emboldens them and they make it because they know like well how you know what am i really going to get for this like exactly really, nothing because the guy the story about the guy that i told i can't remember what he got but i've like looked up his facebook a couple times because you know i'd randomly think about the situation and it looks like he's out there living his best life so i don't know what happened but to me i'm like yeah he he should still be somewhere under the but uh, but i'll tell you this right now we got people still in prison for having a pound of weed less than that they're gonna die there and they're gonna die there and we've made it legal in some of our states so like but like again like what you said girl there is people still in jail in those legal states which just yeah but like like you said whatever we prosecute it does show a lot because we're not prosecuting rapists yeah child abusers and all that we are prosecuting people who had had some weed so okay (laughs) okay we're not doing great people we're not doing great here america tighten up tighten up So, um, announcements. I have my second annual community day coming up at the Goolsboro American Legion. So it is July 29th, 11 to 3 PM. It is up here in the Poconos. Um, it's a day to come together and do yoga and wellness and healing. Um, we work with an organization called warrior strong, which is run by an amazing man named Tom Tice. I love him. He's such a great guy. Actually, his podcast was one of the first podcasts I ever was on. He had me on as a guest. Um, one of my friends is a combat veteran and a yoga instructor. So he'll be doing yoga with us. Um, we're going to have food vendors out there, barbecue dinners and stuff. So if you're up here in the area, definitely come out on July 29th. If you are listening to our podcast and you're in the area and you have a business and you would like to come up and sell your business, we have vendor spots available for $10 for that day for you to come out and meet people and, and sell your stuff and, and do all that. Um, yeah. And then I have another thing coming up for uh, me and Chelsea got invited to be on a breakfast panel to talk about um, the podcast and, and what we're doing. So I'll have more information about that at a later date. Beautiful. Yes. Also, this is like, I can't really say too much about it, but this Saturday, 
we're gonna be reunited and, and it, it feels, feels so, so good, good. <laughs> on something super exciting and special that we can't go into detail about right now but i'm telling you what put a diaper on it's gonna be great yes so thank you guys <laughs> so much for joining us on another episode of politics but make it fashion um guys our facebook page is up it is up um so follow us on facebook now um can me and chelsea get in the page that's a whole nother question guys but it is politics but make it fashion podcast on facebook follow us on tiktok at politics but make it fashion and follow us on instagram at politics but make it fashion one and we will chat soon bye